Welcome to episode 38 of the RXP podcast, where three working professionals talk about the video games, movies, and TV shows that they enjoy in their free time. I'm your host for today's episode, Alex, and joining me are my ever-present co-hosts, Matt. Wow. And Tiffany. Monster Hunter Stories 2 is a good time. I was hoping you were going to continue the Owen Wilson. No. Dang. We could have been a couple Owen Wilson. Oh. They could have tied it into Loki peer review. like Variants? <laughs> yeah. I can't. I'm not good at Owen's voice. I'm pretty sure it's like the like smallest effort ever to like do an Owen Wilson. Wow. Do it, Alex. Wow. <laughs> See? Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was so quiet. You're like Owen Wilson when he wants to keep a secret. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I didn't want to blow out the mic and hurt our listeners' ears, you know, so I had to hold back. You know, you don't know. Sometimes you can't go you just full can't Alex. control yourself. You can't go full Alex. <laughs> just like you can't go full Owen, you know? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Going beyond Owen Wilson, today's episode, we're going to be talking about trailers. And no, I'm not talking about the trailers that you attach to the back of your pickup truck or your SUV. I'm talking about trailers as in those video promotional, as in, I mean, promotional videos <laughs> that air to entice you about a new video game, movie, or TV show that's about to release. And on the also on the topic of trailers and teaser trailers in particular, you know, go check out our Loki peer review if you haven't already that we uploaded, you know, most recently and let us know what you think you know did you like loki did you not like loki and just as also forewarning it is spoiler filled just like this episode potentially may be so for those of you that are very anti-spoiler i'm putting the spoiler warning out right now to let you know check the timestamps. we're gonna do our best to list off the things that we do talk about and so in case there's anything you don't want to hear us talk about and be potentially spoiled on, because there will be a talk of a lot of future upcoming things, uh, then go ahead and avoid those in the using the timestamps in the description for the episode. What a great segue. But before we thank you. Before we get started though with the main topic, we're gonna to start off, you know, with our panted, very non-uniform game. <laughs> You know, using a new style that I created just for this episode. Who knows if he'll come back, just like all the other types of games we make. But today's game, I am dubbing Trailer Transcription. Ooh. Oh. And so what this game is, is I went out and I watched five trailers for things that are coming out. So none of these have released yet. So these are all trailers for upcoming things okay i am not gonna tell you what they are for except that they're all obviously a tv show movie or video game so and what the game is is i've watched the first minute of these trailers so only the first minute and i've gone ahead and transcribed the spoken dialogue of these trailers <laughs> and i'm gonna be repeating these back for my co-hosts excellent and now you know, in part of the transcription, I've chosen to leave out certain words that might be dead giveaways as to what's happening. 
So these, I'm going to replace these with blank. I'm just going to say, you know, I'm going to be speaking the line and I'm going to say blank for the things I'm going to remove. So it's not too much of a dead giveaway. I'm kind of excited. Now, yeah, keep in mind, these are only for the first minute of these trailers because some of these trailers are longer and I didn't want to transcribe the whole thing. So only the first, you know, about minute, give or take a few seconds runtime. In terms of additional rules now, for each round, there's five rounds. You two will only have two guesses allowed for for the round. So you may either guess while I'm speaking the in transcribing the dialogue, or you may save your guess or have an additional guess after I'm done speaking the dialogue. You will get no other hints beyond the dialogue spoken. So I'm just telling you, right, it could be a game movie or TV show right up front for any of these, and the dialogue is all you're gonna get. If neither of you, so you two will be competing, so I'll be keeping track of who gets what right. Whoever gets more points, you know, earns a actual point for our long running tally. On top of that, if neither of you can guess what it is, I'll earn a point. So if I have the most points at the end, I'll actually earn a point in our long running tally, you know, as kind of a reversal of fortune and also kind of giving me a chance to catch back up because I know I'm in dead last. So, I think we're uh, tied for dead last, hopefully. though. So it's, <laughs> oh, are we? I thought I'm like dead, dead last. I thought you pulled away from me. Oh, no. We, we're still, we're both at three. Three and three. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I'm putting that in there just to so I can get a point and we can catch up to Tiffany. Yeah, then, who right. I knew was pulling very far away ahead of us. So these are properties that have not yet released at time of recording. The trailer is for something that has not come out yet. Yes. Okay, but a so trailer not necessarily is properties. Out. It it could yeah, it could be for something that has had something in the past. Okay, well, I mean like a new installment, whether it's a movie, yes, TV yes. show, or okay, exactly. Let's do it. All right. So we are going to start off with the first round. So remember, you get two guesses. If you get it wrong while I'm speaking, you have to wait till I finish completely. So you each get two guesses. So one during while I'm speaking and one at the end. If neither of you get it right amongst your four guesses. Okay, we get it. Then I get the point. Okay. All right. So, and obviously, you know, I'm not going to act these lines out. So it might be portrayed differently Ooh. in the trailer. But that's going to be part Ooh. of the challenge. So first round. It's beautiful, isn't it? We have watched. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Against Eternals. That is correct. It is Eternals. Nice. The rest of the transcription would be, we have helped them progress and see them accomplish wonders. So. That was the first minute. It was literally those four lines. That, <laughs> that's all the dialogue because there's a lot of, Imagery. and in particular for this trailer, yeah, a yeah. lot of landscape shots, a lot of panning shots. Um, and yeah, that's. The, those four lines that's about it i mean to be so. completely honest like i watched that trailer at least seven to ten times so it would have been shame on me if i hadn't gotten that one i watched it a grand total of one time so we're killing it here <laughs> we're killing it <laughs> okay so so did that not bring any bells for you I, then? I, when she you said didn't. it i was like ah oh, okay that makes sense yeah that makes sense okay all right. Second round. All right, Matt. You know, you got you to gotta get a point on the board here. You can't let Tiffany pull away again. 
You know, if if I can't get the point, at least you get the point. You know, you know honestly, though, I think of the three of us, I'm a trailer whore. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe, right? <laughs> like, I really but I think it, I am. Like, some of these, I am pretty sure I balance the distribution pretty well. So hopefully, you know, you get you two are on even playing grounds for at least having seen it once, right? Matt yeah. said he's seen the Eternals trailers once. Yeah. So it's not a completely foreign entity to him. Okay. All right. Second round. I'm so proud of you. Do you know what a birthright is, blank? Something that's a part of you, like your name. Blank of the blank? What? No. Blank. So I let blank fill out the paperwork. So we got fined. We appear to be 6,963 units short. I know. We clearly need a plan. If you see anything with claws the size of blank, let me know. We got this. Blank. Throw them. So, so I'll I'll let even though I finish I'll let both of you have two guesses yeah. since neither of you guessed while I was speaking. So I'm gonna throw a guess out there. I don't think this is right, but just from what I'm gleaning, I'm gonna say Marvel's Avengers, the game. That is incorrect. Matt, do you have a guess? Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? That is correct. Oh, it is Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> and so I'll go back and fill in the blanks. Do you know what a birthright is, Peter? Gardeners of the Galaxy? What? No, Rocket. So I let Groot fill out the paperwork. <laughs> if you see anything with the claws the size of Drax, let me know. <laughs> Drax, throw up. So in case you remember, towards the end of, towards, I guess, the minute mark of that trailer, they were deciding whether or not Drax should throw Rocket Raccoon across the gap. So that was just the voice line that Peter tells Drax, where you decide, yeah, let's throw Rocket across the gap in order to get to the other I don't know. Side. I heard birthright and claws. The number of like blanks you Panther. said was uh, like so many blanks. It was like blanks, blank, right. blank. Astronomical. Blank throw. I, I thought that I thought that when I said the throw maybe, but also when I said six thousand nine hundred sixty three. That's what I was focusing short, on. That the units yeah. would clue you in. Yeah. That this is some sort of like what world would use units as like a currency type of situation. But great. Alright. So it's one a la one. Third round. So, I'm your destiny? You're much more than that, blank. Which are season two. I need to two. understand some things. That is correct. Oh. Matt gets it very quickly right off the bat. Dang. Good one. I will, I will go back and fill in the blank. So, you're much more than that, Cirilla. I need to understand some things. The world is changing. Sintra isn't safe for you anymore. What exactly is Care Morin? Your home. Finally. Who the hell are you? Sometimes I feel so afraid. 
I feel like I could burn the whole world. Facing your fear is not easy, but I am here for you. Honestly, Alex, I feel like because you just took so you did so much work prep work for this that you transcribe it that you feel the need to tell everybody. But I feel like <laughs> I, uh, I just to want to read audience. out the whole thing <laughs> because also remember this this is the amount of dialogue that's in the first minute of this trailer. So going, we're kind of looking at different going things, from right? the Eternals, Eternals to the Witcher. <laughs> it's crazy, right? And it. And it really goes to show how important it is, right? Because I think a lot of what Eternals is is going to have action. Like, there's a lot of, I guess, a visual performance. And while, obviously, The Witcher also has a lot of visual performance, a lot of it is in the character dialogue. It is more reflected in how characters are interacting with each other. So I think, and we'll lead into this later, and this is part of me prefacing what might come later in the episode, but... I think the amount of dialogue and also what you choose to show in the trailer really is supposed to, or at least I hope, from my opinion, uh, clue you in as to what the actual thing will entail in terms of how much dialogue there is, how important the dialogue is, and also potentially just how well-written it might be at all. But there you go. These next two, one of them's long, the other's a little short. So I guess you know, we'll see here. Round four... The blank will soon return, guided by grace, once lost. The golden order is broken to its core, foul blank. Wow. And that is it. Oof. So you get two guesses each. Hmm. I'll I'll repeat it one more yeah. time while you guys are thinking. The blank will soon return, guided by grace, once lost. The golden order is broken to its core. Foul blank. I have no idea. Yikes. And as an additional hint, the blanks are the same word. Wow. Okay. I have no idea. So as you can tell, right, we're a minute in. I'm going to say Kana, Bridge of Spirits. That is incorrect. I'm going to guess Shang-Chi. That is also incorrect. (laughs) I'm like, what's happening that I know has a trailer at some point? (laughs) I'm I'm going to concede defeat and give you a a point here, Alex. I don't think I have I'm going to say Deathloop. Deathloop is incorrect. Okay. All right, that's two guesses for Tiffany. And Matt, you don't you want to take um, another shot at it? Just a shot in the dark? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll do a shot in the dark. Um, let's go with Elden Ring. That is correct. It is for Elden <gasps> Ring. <laughs> And so go back and fill it in. It's the tarnished will soon return. Guided by grace, once lost, the golden order is broken to its core. Foul tarnished. Oh. And so I left that left that, that out because I think that would have clued you in in terms of right tarnished ring, Elden Ring. Oh, man. But I'm glad I go, made a Matt, guess. One of your most anticipated games. There you I go. Know. You took the shot in the dark. I wasn't really paying attention to the words. I guess. (laughs) I definitely was not. And just for the record, with that, Matt clinches it. 
three to one so far. Congratulations. You'll earn the, the permanent point on the board. But for fun. Uh, we'll go through the last yeah. one because uh, I took the work to transcribe it. So this, I is a really, yeah, this is a really good idea. I think we should use this again. We say that about other games and we never use them ever again, but uh, I really mean it this time. Yeah, we just keep thinking of <laughs> random just ideas, keep, right? We just keep making new games, you know? They already have a new game ready for next week, so... If only the audience would write in and tell us, like, if they'd like yeah. a game or not, but... Yeah, write know, in and t- say, Matt, no one likes plot it. points. And I'll be like, all right, okay, it's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the fifth and final round, you know, just to just to get a point on the board for anybody who knows. Your Honor, in a warehouse about three days ago, a body turned up in Yokohama. Oh, maybe you hadn't heard that. You mean it's revenge? In that case, could he possibly have hired someone else to kill the guy in his stead? I don't remember what the name of this is called. As for my... Re- as for my request, I'd like to see what you can find out. Mikushiba's murder is too suspicious. Suspicious. Get him, Yagami bot. Tiffany, it's uh something is like, judgment. Is this It's like Yakuza, but it's the other one. Yakuza judgment? No, it's the other series Lost that's like- Judgment. There you go. Tiffany gets it. It is Lost Judgment. <laughs> That's correct. It seems like Matt was trying to hand her the No, point. I I, I knew I knew it was you, judgment. Matt. Like judgment was in the title, but all I could think of was judgment day and that was 100% not correct. <laughs> yep. So a very highly anticipated game of mine, Lost Judgment coming out September 24th. I'm hype. You know, 2 weeks after Tales of Arise, hopefully we can finish Arise by then. But who Man, knows? September's going to be wild. Yeah. So wild. And with that, that comes to the end of this game. And Matt goes up to four points. Nice. Correct? Yep. And I remain at three points because one of you actually earned points this time. (laughs) And Tiffany is holding the lead at a nice seven points. So we'll see if we can ever catch up to that. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. But, you know, yeah, hopefully one day. Maybe we just got created a, a game that she definitely has no idea. And then we'll just keep repeating that same game over oh and over. Oh, my gosh. Just to grind out the points. Even when I said I'm the trailer whore of this group and I didn't know any other trailers besides Eternals. But you got it really you fast. Got maybe, yeah, quick. maybe I just say Marvel. Maybe it's Marvel trailer. Like, I rewatch those, like, like Saturday morning cartoons. All right, but with that, yeah, let's let's transition to the main episode. So, trailers. I just want to start off with, you know, what's when's the best time to first see a trailer for something? So, and, and is it the same across the board or is it like do you want to see let's say like a movie's coming out like for a movie, when do you want to see the first trailer for that movie? Like so are we how talking trailer or teaser trailer? Well, that's a trailer, right? Any sort of like video promotion for it. So, so like not announcement, uh, like you can announce it whenever, but like when you see that first trailer, 
if it is a actual trailer, if it's a teaser, like when do you want that first trailer to be? I want movie and TV show. Tra- I want movie trailers like six months ahead of time. I would like TV show announcement trailer or like TV show trailers maybe three months ahead of time. And for video games, to be completely honest, I kind of like Nintendo's plans or like I like Nintendo keeping them close and then being like, boom, it's coming out in three months or something. But I, I, th- I feel like I'm in the minority. But movie trailers, I need them. I need them yesterday. Six months is great. Anything more than six months, I'm kind of like, oh, it's too early, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, but that's my breakdown. TV, I don't really care, like, one way or another. Like, I feel like now with streaming, it's important to see TV trailers. I definitely wouldn't want to see them too far in advance because I'll forget about them. Like, The Witcher, that getting that trailer that you talked about in the game was, like, I feel like perfect timing for this fall and holiday. Like, Six months being the absolute maximum for it. And I kind of feel the same way for movies, too. I don't want to see a movie that's in 2023. Like, it's either got to be 2021 or 2022. Like, the next calendar year at the far end of it. Now, games, that's when it gets a little bit tricky for me. Because I think I would love to see a teaser trailer. Because I'm all about the hype train. Like, I'm, I, like, have a lifetime ticket on the hype train for the rest of my life. And like I see a teaser trailer and I'm going to be hype about it and I'm going to be talking about it and thinking about it. But if you give me a teaser trailer, Nintendo, for Metro Prime 4, which is just basically the 4, that's going to get me hype. And then it's going to be a long downward spiral. Three years later, four years later, we're still here. Into madness. Into madness. (laughs) And it makes me frustrated with you. So like I feel like teaser trailers have to be kind of maybe that year year and a half away and then cgi trailer maybe like six months later and then gameplay trailer maybe six months and then nothing and and when i say gameplay um i think like one and i don't know if you want to go into this but one trailer that i really appreciated was returnal because returnal was a trailer that there's so many different biomes, and we have our own peer review on this. They could listen, deep dive into this. But what I really liked about it is that the teaser never went past the first two biomes. Like, it was in the, like, jungly area or the desert area. All the other biomes were complete secret. And I never wanted to see those other biomes until I was experiencing myself. And I feel like that's what a gameplay trailer or a CGI trailer needs to be. Because part of the magic is kind of having that radio silence that like I'm experiencing this for the first time and it feels different than if I saw it six months ago at E3 or at a, you know, state of play or whatever. Um, So for games, I feel like we get a ton of trailers. Just last week or two weeks ago, we were talking about um, Tales of Midgard. Is that what the game is called? Tribes Tribes of Midgard? Tribes of Midgard. Yeah. Which like has had like three or four trailers and it's crazy we've seen so much of that game but we still don't really know much about it um and that's probably the most frustrating part i feel like less needs to be more but that's never never the case so i agree with you and on that point in terms of leaving things you know to be discovered right especially for games right because that's a lot of the games is the interactive media aspect of it then did you partake in all the all the world trailers for Kingdom Hearts 3? 
Because they actually did a trailer for every single Disney World for that game. So were you like so hype about that? Did you watch them or did you like try to avoid them? I tried to avoid it. You can only avoid it so much. Like knowing that there's going to be a Toy Story area and a Frozen area. You can only do so much. But I tried to not because I knew I wanted to experience those like the first time. Like when I was a kid. Because when we were kids playing Kingdom Hearts 1 and Kingdom Hearts 2... Like, we only knew, I only knew what worlds were in Kingdom Hearts 2 because of my, um, my magazine that I would get. I would get, um, uh, what was it? I can't even, I'm blanking on the name. Game Informer? What's that? It wasn't Game Informer, but Game Informer did also do, uh, these covers where they had Sora, Donald and Goofy in their different outfits from different worlds like they had Halloween Town and then they had the black and white like black and white one um, from like Steamboat Willie and that was enough for me and I feel like now we get so just overwhelmed with all this information ahead of time it spoils part of the fun right yeah definitely for games I think it is that weird thing right to say there's usually as you say kind of that announcement trailer and then we just kind of get a cinematic random trailer and then we get the actual gameplay trailer and definitely because it's a gameplay trailer i really feel like a lot of the time devs slash publishers for video games really need to save those for i think the best time it would be six months before release date because really right the main problem is Gameplay can change. Mm -hmm. Like, if you show me a gameplay trailer, like, two years before games comes out, there is zero guarantee that is the same game that I'm going to get at release. Like, something's going to change. It's going to be like, oh, this color or this weapon? Nah, it's something else. Or this attack? This Like, there's so many things that change. And I think a lot of devs are, like, so gung-ho about, like, we want to show you the game, right? Because we want to get you excited about it. But it's hard to keep that promise because... If it makes it a better game to change it, I'd rather them change yeah. it. And it seems like a lot of the time when things do change from reveal to the actual launch, that's when people get mad. And I'm like, there's a reason they change it. It's probably better that it's not what it was for some reason, most of the time, right? Like you think any changes are made for the better of the product. So for me, I'd rather, you know, game developers hold them back. And in particular, I want to shout out Capcom because, you know, Basically, for the past five years, I think Capcom's done a very good job in doing this because they've typically showed the game coming out in the spring of the following year at the E3 of the previous year. So back in 2016, they showed Resident Evil 7, which came out in January 2017. And then E3 2017, they showed Monster Hunter World, which then came out January 2018. And then E3 2018, they showed Resident Evil Remake 2, which came out, I think it was like February 2019. And then E3 2019, they showed Resident Evil Remake 3, and which came out, you know, in 2020. And then same thing, E3 or like, you know, whatever their, the summer of gaming was for last year, right? Because E3 didn't exist last year. They showed Resident Evil 8 Village, which came out, you know, springtime this year is May. But still, they do a pretty good job of like, hey, we're going to tell you this thing's coming. And then immediately within like six to eight months, you're going to have it in your hands. And I really just want to shout out Capcom because I love that like cadence. It just makes sense to be like, hey, get excited for this Nick early next year. And like, great. You know, I wasn't expecting it this year. Fantastic. Get it in the following year. Going to have a good time. 
You know, when um, you say, think... oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Well, when I, you know, because I had said that I'd like, I'm cool with knowing like three months in advance, but the more you guys talk about it, I think having like at least a six month window is actually a good, a good idea for most consumers because games aren't cheap mm-hmm. and people will need to prioritize which games they're going to buy. Or if they want to buy more than one, you know, in the next several months, they can start budgeting appropriately mm-hmm. t- in order to buy the games that they need. So actually giving a six months window sounds like even better for it's cons- more consumer friendly. And like how many of us, like even earlier in the same episode, we know what games we're going to be playing in September, in October, in November. And hopefully we know what we're playing in December. Um but like, it's nice to know that, hey, maybe I need to finally get back to Ratchet and Clank because guess what? August is coming around and with August comes so many different games that I'm looking forward to. The end of July is The Ascent and then there's Psychonauts 2 and then there's this and then there's that. All these things that are going to be buying my attention. And I think that gives you good marketing. There has been really bad examples of poorly timed trailers and so you know we were going to have to talk about it because it's finally back on playstation store and was number two on the sale list in june which is cyberpunk um cyberpunk first trailer was in 2013 and that trailer come to find out was completely fabricated and everything that you saw in the trailer didn't exist so it bought into this overhype that we're kind of talking about of kind of overpromising with a two to three minute trailer that fast forwards seven years to when it actually releases and it just bombs because it's nothing, it's not any of what we saw initially in 2013. In the same way, a game that I'm really nervous about, which I saw a tweet like maybe two days ago, which is Beyond Good and Evil 2. We saw a trailer in 2017 and that's like, a cult classic beyond good and evil and they're bringing a second one the trailer looked amazing it was all cgi it was in 2017 and ever since then we have heard nothing about it and so i feel like if they're not careful and i feel like ubisoft has uh has mentioned it that yeah it's still in the works it's just gonna take some time like i have no idea when that's coming out and when it comes out who knows if it's going to meet anybody's expectations just too, showing your hand too right. far in advance kind of goes back on what Tiffany said initially about Nintendo doing it right by only showing kind of the next season or two ahead of time and not anything more except for Metro Prime 4. Right. And I think, uh, you know, even though I just shouted out Capcom, I want to also be like, what are you doing, Capcom? Pragmata. <laughs> this was shown off at the Sony State of Play last year with a bunch of other games, you know, Final Fantasy 16 was also in there. And, but it was the only trailer in that state of play that had a official date of 2023 on it. And I'm asking myself, Capcom, why do you think I would care about this game that's releasing three years from now? And all you showed me was a CG trailer, right? It had no gameplay in it. We saw like a space astronaut with a blonde girl and like a cat. And then we saw like an asteroid of debris falling on a planet. And then they're like deploying a weird like digital like net to catch the debris or something. And I'm like, what? Like, why would you care to show me this? Like, if anything, I'd rather than not show me a trailer and just be like, 
Pragmata 2023, and then that's it. Like, I would be more interested in Pragmata if I didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes to show, like, there's a lot to say that the farther ahead you announce something, right, how long can you be hyped for it, right? If you're so many years out, you know, like with Cyberpunk, I know people were, quote-unquote, hyped for Cyberpunk when it eventually came out, but it's like, are you actually hyped the whole time, or are you going to earn more people not being as excited because of how long it's been versus how many people are you actually going to gain, you know? And I think that's something that developers need to kind of balance in between uh, when they announce things in particular. But also at the same time, I do like the point you brought up where, you know, and as Tiffany agreed, and as we all kind of, kind, it seems like we all consensually agree that six months seems to be a good window of to announce things because these are games, right? Like, these, this isn't a two-hour movie. This isn't, like, you know, an eight-hour season of a television show. It's, like, these games, for the most part, at least the bigger ones, right, these take 10, 20, 30, 40. Heck, if you're Persona or, like, Assassin's <laughs> Creed, 100-plus hours yeah. to complete, you need the six months leeway to know to say, hey, if I'm playing this now and I'm not going to buy anything till this next game, like, I need to know what's coming out because that's how I'm going to gauge what i'm gonna play so definitely that's a good point where i feel like devs need to keep that in mind as well to say even if your game comes out if i'm playing something else like i'll probably still keep playing that right like i'm too busy to play your new thing Mm -hmm. so i I do think keeping in mind like these timelines and how long it takes us as consumers right to consume these things is a very important thing when you're talking about timing and to you know call back to that as well right you know from their game elden ring it was announced a, a couple of years, several years ago, and it's doing the exact same thing, right? It's like it, we got that, we recently got that E3 trailer, and now the game's coming out in January. Isn't that fantastic, right? It's like we knew about it. You told us it's coming. You went radio silent, didn't show us anything, and now we got the gameplay. We got the hard release date. That's how you do it. Thank you from, thank you Bandai Namco. Like this is what I want to see. I want. Let me know what's happening. Then tell me when I can enjoy it, and then we can move on from there. Um, and I know we're focusing a lot on games now, but kind of want to address the uh, movie side as well, since both of my co-hosts here mentioned it. Uh, I'm actually so both of you mentioned you know roughly half a year in advance. You want to see a trailer for things. I'm the opposite actually from games for movies. I would like to see a trailer about a year ahead of time, if possible. I know it's definitely different because obviously the fact that, you know, typically actors aren't filming up till release, right? So when we do get the first trailer, kind of the content is done, right? Like it's content complete, quote unquote, right? We're in post-production. There's probably visual effects being worked on and maybe editing, right? But what is available is going to be there. So it pretty much won't change from the final product, what we see in the trailer, but I kind of like seeing it Mm -hmm. ahead of time. Not to say it's like, right. We did talk about a movie is only two hours. So you'll be done with it in one sitting, but I don't know. I guess something for me and like visual, like when I'm passively absorbing it, right. A TV show or movie, I kind of want to see it farther ahead in time just so it can get in line um, but maybe that's me. Maybe I'm just weird about it, but I kind of enjoy those like year out trailers, you know, it's like, oh yeah, 20, like if we get a trailer right now for something like late 2022, like I would not mind, you know? Yeah. Like I, I think, you know, like the calendar, like the next calendar year is fine. Like anything this year, I want to see 2021 or 2022. Like when they start giving me like teaser for a 2023 film, you haven't even 
done anything. You're still looking for cast. Like you're you haven't even started production. Like you you have a script and maybe a storyboard, but like nothing has really been done. Um, one of my favorite movie trailers of recent day actually came out in the DC fandom episode two of the RXP podcast. Go check it out. We're gonna have a part two this year when DC fandom comes back and the Batman. When the Batman trailer came out, that was my favorite part of DC Fandom over everything. Like, looking back, I don't even know what I said during the podcast, but looking back, I, I feel like it, it stole the show. Um, <laughs> maybe I said Gotham Knights was my favorite part. I don't remember. I'll have to go listen to it. Um, but Batman, yeah. like, they, yeah. they got through as much production as they could before COVID, and the ability to make a trailer that was so poignant and emotional and raw and it just like showed me how they were going to depict Batman this character that we know and some of us love aka me um like I know now what direction we're going with Batman (laughs) and and for me I feel like that was perfect and it was set for 2021 of course the whole world stopped and like COVID happened and it got pushed back to 2022. And I'm still fine with that because I I feel like it's a sign of the times, like delays is what the past year and a half has been like. Um, But that trailer is perfect for me. Perfect for me. Because the last thing I want to see, I have no, I still have no idea how they're going to get from point A to point B. The trailer is the same thing I said about Returnal. It's very nonspecific, and it only shows bits and pieces. And that's exactly what I want out of all my trailers, is to show me enough to get me interested, but don't spoil the ending or anything else. So that's a good transition point then to the next part of the topic. But I didn't Since... even get to talk. Oh, you did Alex... get to talk. Oh, do you have more to add? Yes. <laughs> you literally. About movies and TV shows. Yeah, but you cover like all three together, rapid fire. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I have some more. Well, what I was going to say is that I kind of feel like Netflix has been doing the Nintendo method where they don't necessarily like show many things that far in advance, but then suddenly they're like, well, except for Witcher, because I was part of WitcherCon. But with Netflix, they're like, coming in one month you have a you know we're releasing this movie or this new sh- you know series all episodes going to be streaming in one month or whatever and i really appreciate that part of netflix um but with like marvel you know we're talking about like 6 months beforehand you know of recent obviously i'm super obsessed with marvel and all the marvel movies but they s- appear to be releasing trailers in sequential order but if you look at the calendar it's july spider-man no way home comes out december 17th where is my spider-man trailer like i'm literally like chomping at the bit wanting a spider-man trailer however you know shang chi's trailer came out first and only recently did we get the eternals trailer which comes out november so i'm like are they gonna wait till after shang chi is out before releasing spider-man you know in september i'm like that seems really late but that's that's what i'm talking about with the, like i just want all the movie trailers now except maybe six months is probably better so i'm not like just on the hype train going nowhere 
So this is a good transition then for both of you. So Matt, you said you were super impressed by the Batman trailer with Robert Pattinson last year from the DC fandom. And Tiffany, you mentioned that you're saying, where's our Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, right? When we're five months, you know, less than five months out from its theatrical release. So this is the question I posed to you then. So Matt, for you... Do you need to see more trailers? Are you going to watch more trailers for the Batman, even though the first trailer impressed you so much? And then for Tiffany, it seems like you're going to see Spider-Man No Way Home, you know, whether or not it's in theaters, like who knows, probably it'll be in theaters. But if you're going to see it, why do you want a trailer? Like why, like if you've already decided, like for both of you in this case, that you're very interested in these things, like why do you need a trailer? Because for me in particular, I'm very much about, right, like, to me, these trailers are promotional videos, right? They're advertisements to get you to be interested in these things, right? Whether it's a game, movie, or TV show. And so I'm usually pretty big on trying to go media blackout. Like, I typically, once I get to the point of I'm inter- I am know I'm interested in something, I know I want to experience it, I really try to, you know, I try not to actively watch these things. Obviously, we live in the internet age, so it's kind of hard to completely avoid spoilers, but there's a lot of the time where, you know, you're out there and you're saying, hey, I really, like for me, one example, I'm super interested in Shang-Chi. I know I'm going to see it in theaters. I don't need to see any more trailers for it. Lo and behold, the most recent trailer has a pretty, at least in my opinion, spoilery scene at the end of it that I was like, I did not need to see this. You know, I already was kind of pulled in and I didn't like this scene I know might be for the people out there that have yet to be convinced to see it. But for me, I'm like, how did I see this? You know, it's very unfortunate. So um, I just wanted your guys' takes on like, are trailers just something you just all consume right up until you actually see it? Or is there a point where you stop kind of like me? Yeah. So as far as post for the Batman, I, if the Batman released a trailer right now, I would watch it as soon as we finished recording. Because for me, we saw what it was kind of pre-COVID. And I want to see if that is the same kind of mood that they're doing after they've shot the rest of the 25% or 75%, whatever they they needed to do the rest of the way. Um, As far as Media Blackout goes, a good example of this is Deathloop. Like, I I do not need to see another Deathloop trailer. Um, The Deathloop trailer that was my climax of, like, I love this game. I will play this game no matter what was that deja vu trailer from February, which is crazy because we've gotten like three or four trailers so far in 2021 for Deathloop. Like PlayStation is beating it to death a little bit. Um, And I don't know how much of that is because of delays of other games, but that deja vu trailer, it was like a James Bond song in the background with gameplay and it looked crisp and fantastic and i was in and now i don't need to see any more Deathloop. tiffany mentioned kina bridge of spirits like a couple day or a couple you know recordings ago when we talk about like what its state of play what did it miss um i honestly was not in the same boat i was like you know what i don't need to see another kina bridge of spirits because i'm in i've seen two trailers now once i see probably two different takes i don't need to see anymore and i feel like that happens more for games than movies um tv shows is probably the worst the absolute worst offender though is comedy specials i refuse to watch trailers for comedy specials because i love watching comedy it's one of my favorite things to watch on netflix i 
hate watching any of the trailers because guess what? The funniest jokes make it in the trailer and then you just you ruin what the comic has been doing for 40 minutes to to lead up to that point. It's just lost. Um, so for movies, I'm usually like a two and I'm done. It's probably games, same way. TV, I don't need to see another thing for Witcher. I'm glad to see where they're going with the story and I don't need to see any more. Tiffany? It really depends on how much hype I have for it. Um, if it's Marvel, whether it's Disney streaming or the movies, I will literally go out of my way to look at for every single trailer. I'll rewatch the trailers. I'll rewatch the trailers for the TV shows. I'll watch the weekly promos that Disney is trying to throw at me about Loki, WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier. I was obsessed. I watched the Eternals like 30 or 20 second like teaser trailer that they released when they announced all the the new dates for the next like eight movies i watched that 22nd thing like 10 times trying to piece together what was going on and i will literally try to find out as much as possible before i go into the theater like um i do have to say that i wasn't that way with black widow um honestly like after maybe the the second or third main trailer in 2020, like spring of 2020, I was like, okay, cool. I'll watch it. Or this looks better than I expected. I wasn't that hype on Black Widow. Um, and I didn't watch every single little bit. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I just did it versus like if Eternals dropped another trailer right now, I would all like, I would watch it three times before I went to sleep. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> with games I don't know what it is but I'm kind of with you both I don't need more than a couple trailers for games I feel like if I'm hooked or if I'm intrigued I'll like play it and find out but I'm not averse like I'm not gonna not watch it I guess mm -hmm. like if I'm watching a state of play I'm not gonna be like oh gotta gotta pause the stream not gonna watch that you know gameplay trailer but i'll watch it um but yeah i don't go out thirsting for reruns of those trailers uh and then for most tv shows i don't necessarily rewatch any of those do you guys consider promos at the end of tv like next time on the next episode do you consider that a trailer Yes, so, and I avoid it like the plague. I, I will, I'm like, I don't want to see any of those, like, next time on yeah. the CW or whatever. Like, yeah. I hate that. I'm like, let me, at the credits, I'm like, I'm done, moving on. Or, like, oh, if it's on I'll Netflix. Because here's it. the thing, right? Like, especially for Netflix, let's say they release it in a chunk, right? So you get all the episodes yeah. all at once. Yeah. If, if I'm just going to watch the second episode, why do I need to watch this quote unquote like teaser for it. Like I know I'm going to watch the next episode. So for me, I'm like, I don't want any spoilers. I'm just like next episode. Let's go. Like the bun pops up. I'm like, let's click it. I don't need like why. Okay. You know? So great point. I actually, for me, I will watch it. I will watch the promos at the end of the episode. If I'm not able to physically watch the next episode immediately. Like if it's a weekly show, like way back when, you know, when we 
peons had to wait week to week to watch a show (laughs) i would watch it like for example korean dramas korean dramas are notorious for a little snippet of like 30 seconds at the end of every episode showing clips of like interactions or what the next Mm episode literally what the next episode was going to happen and most korean dramas aired like twice a week so it was like a monday and tuesday Monday and Tuesday drama or Tuesday and Thursday drama or like a Saturday, Sunday drama kind of thing. Um, That's what the major networks had their Mm -hmm. airing schedule as. So if I was up to date on my my weekly episodes, like, you know, it's Wednesday and I'm watching like, you know, the episode from Monday and Tuesday that I missed originally. Well, I can't watch anything live just for the record. I have to watch it after it's been subtitled, but I'll watch it. And then I'm like, oh, I have to wait till next week. I'll literally I'll watch the the preview Mm -hmm. and then however like what alex said if i'm on netflix and i'm binging all of season one of something i'm just like next episode you know what i mean yeah i don't need the promo i'm just going to the next episode yeah so psych one of my favorite shows of all time psych uh oh my god love psych oh my god back in the day like me and my family would watch psych every week and so of course we like stuck around after the credits and just to see what the next episode would be like because it was hilarious and it never ruined like they were never plot heavy um and it was just like oh oh wow next week is kind of like a friday the 13th theme that's kind of cool and then you're like excited for it the whole week um and then by the time friday comes around like i had already forgotten it um but one very very recent which is of the last week (laughs) is that netflix released a three-part series called fear street on Netflix, um, they released a movie Fear every Street. week for three weeks. Yeah. It, they were all interconnected, starting with 19, 1994, 1976, or 78, or 72, and then 1666. And at the end of each movie, they would have like a minute trailer for the next, next movie. And um, I regrettably watched them. And I feel like the second episode kind of was not spoiled, but I knew what it was going to be like. I knew it was going to be a certain style to it. And I feel like it kind of took it away. And I listened actually to a podcast that um, it's like a movie podcast and they were talking about it. Um, And one of the guys is like very against spoilers. And he's like, as soon as it ended, I stopped Netflix and did not get to it. And I kind of wish I was that way. Um, But the one thing I will say Every one of those movies, which I don't know if you guys are ever going to watch it, uh, they are horror, but they're pretty light for horror, I guess. Um, Every episode had like a shocking moment, like a twist to it. And none of that was ever hinted at in any of the promotional videos. So it kind of was fine. It just, I I wonder if I would have had a better time if I didn't watch it in the promotional videos. And I kind of hated that they had that available on the actual movie. Because movies, I don't like expect them to have it like modern movies. I would almost think they would be under like the trailers and more part of Netflix. But maybe that's just me. Uh, I definitely think we're getting this weird like time, especially of like video programming, where it's like, yeah, what are considered movies? Is this like a three episode season of something? Like, yeah, sure, they might be like two hour episodes, but like, like at this point, right, even run times are all over the place. You can have anywhere from like a 10 minute yeah. episode to like a three hour. Cause episode. I feel like Gilmore girls, no, so like yeah. they're um, Gilmore girls is like a long standing TV show. They came back and they had one 
big episode. I feel like it was like two hours, like one to two hours for every season. So Fear Street could have technically been just like one of those like limited series with two hour episodes. (laughs) Yeah, that reminds me of like Sherlock in the BBC shows, you know, like it was like a three episode series. Each episode was an hour and a half, you know, really such good television material. Yeah. Can I so, shout out with that? Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I do want to shout out a couple things with the Infinity War and Endgame trailers. How they straight up tricked us. Like, shout out to that. You know, like Hulk showing up on the battlefield of Wakanda Infinity War never happened. Endgame never saw Smart Hulk. They just like didn't even put him in the trailer in the scene where like rockets going in to the house to meet Thor. Like in the movie, Smart Hulk is right behind him, but in the trailer, he's not there. So I really appreciate that stuff. I thought that was super cool. And I know there's a lot of mixed feelings on the internet with showing people in the trailers. Like in Civil War, when they showed off Spider-Man, a lot of people were like, why did they do that in the trailers? Like it would have been more impactful if we saw him in the movie alone. And then um, same thing with hulk in thor ragnarok like hulk was all over the promotional materials but like could you have imagined if like when thor is literally walking out into the gladiator field and then hulk pops out like everyone would have lost their mind i don't have a problem with it i thought it was cool seeing them because i'm all about it and i want to know any everything about it before i walk in but i can see the appeal in not (laughs) Yeah, maintaining spoiler free because I'm not going to lie. I visibly like shook when I saw Tilda Swinton show up in Infinity War. Like I like jumped out of my seat like, oh, my God. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like they have to make a conscious choice of like what they want to promote. You know what I mean? Like, do they want to get a hefty promotion at the beginning or right after? Because like Grogu, Baby Yoda being premiering in episode one never like all the merchandise didn't get leaked but then as soon as episode one aired everybody was talking about baby yoda everyone had things with baby yoda on it um i recently saw someone who had a tattoo of baby yoda on their body (laughs) which is crazy to me but like go for it i guess um like but (laughs) Would we have seen that fandom if in the first trailer for Mandalorian, Baby Yoda, like, was waddling or in that little floating egg? You know, like, probably not. Um, so it's it's kind of smart marketing one way or another. Yeah, there, there's definitely a degree to the amount that you want to expose people to the content, especially because, right, like, these are things to be experienced. So... Like, from my personal perspective, a lot of it is if I know I'm going to experience it, I do want to kind of have that degree of separation to say, I, you know, as Matt talked about, especially with, you know, comedy specials and seeing, like, you know, or even comedy movies in general, seeing the quote unquote funniest parts of these things in a trailer just devalues the actual act of watching the actual thing. So I, I think it's it's definitely you you toe the line with what you want to show, and I know you could say, "Hey, just don't watch anything." And you're right; I try not to. But also, <laughs> social media exists, and yes, I too am a slave to things like YouTube and Twitter and the like. So it's very difficult when you have this echo chamber of once you get at least one person that sees it, 
you know, just propagate that across the the social media sphere. And then it's like, how do I avoid this? I just have to stay off the internet for like five months until the thing comes out, mm-hmm. you know? So it, it, it definitely is a trying time, but, um, you know, and, and that's in regards to the things we like, right? It's, I usually get salty at things when it's for something I am anticipating. On the other hand, you know, if there's something I don't care about, you know, who cares? I see some other trailer for it. It's not going to change my mind. And on that note, I do want to, I want to call out a few things here. You know, typically listeners, I try to keep things positive, right? It's our, it's the RXP podcast. We want to recommend things to you guys today. I want to kind of shout out to some things that say, these are bad just as trailers. And also I just want to say like, why do these in the first place? In particular, I want to shout out the contraband trailer that was from the Xbox Bethesda showcase. And you might be asking, what's contraband? And you're right. It's because that trailer showed a freaking room that like looked like a log cabin and it had like weapons strewn on tables and like maps with the, you know, the conspiracy, like here's the string and here's like the colored red circle thing on the map. And then it, here's like a radio, like one of those like old school, like jungle radios, right. Or like FM radios um, with like the, the receiver. And then it like pans over to like, I think a pack of cigarettes and like a gun on a table. And then we just get the word contraband. And I think the developer was in there too, but it's like, what did this trailer tell me? It had zero dialogue. It was just a pan over of this room. And then it told me the title of the game, but it really, besides the fact that it's probably in a jungle, it like, didn't like show me anything. And I think like that's one of those things where we went and talked about, Hey, announce like, right. Announce something beforehand and then later show me gameplay. And maybe this is what contraband's doing, but also I'm like, why do you need to make this whole trailer to tease the name of something when you could have just told me, Hey, here's contraband being developed by X developer published by Y publisher coming this year, you know? And I think it's trailers like these that get me like sad. And not to say that I'm completely disinterested in contraband, but I'm, it's not a good first impression. Right. And I think a lot of trailers, right. You strive off of making a good first impression. And in this case, I think it just put me off on the wrong foot. And I think there's like a few other things that kind of also do the similar thing, right? And it it could be, you know, maybe just notoriety behind it. But for me also, uh, and I'm blanking on the name, but it's the Square Enix published game that is action focused. And now like, I've Fall? become so. Yes, there you go. Babylon's Fall. Thank you. See. Do I get a this, point? And li- listeners, <laughs> remember, I said I was excited about this game before, right? I'm on the record in previous in episodes saying I was excited for Babylon's Fall. That first trailer that Square Enix showed at the Square Enix Presents just completely turned me off. And that's not to say that the trailer was bad, but it is what the trailer ended up showing me the game to be, which right. is very good, right? Like, that's what we want to see. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm completely out now. I don't care about anything else about this game. I don't want to look at it. And so I think there's definitely a lot of things where you can have those good first impressions, mm-hmm. a la like I was, you know, several years ago when they showed, even though it was a CGI trailer, I was still impressed by it. I liked the idea of it. And then later on, they show you something else and you're like, oh, nope, this isn't what you wanted. I'm like, you're right, it's not. 
Thanks, Square. You saved me 60 schmeckles. Schmeckles. You know, I'm going to go stow that in my wallet. Yeah, I'm gonna, That's a heavy I'm gonna wallet. Use that on some other game. Yeah. It's kind of like um, Stranger of Paradise for me. Because if you told me a Final Fan, like a Final Fantasy character model, but the gameplay is like Dark Souls, I would say probably nine times out of ten, I'd probably check out that game. But man, if I have to hear him say chaos like one more time, that's just like that whole trailer was just a waste for me because I was like, ah, nine times out of ten, I would 100% purchase this game. And you just made that 9 out of 10, like, maybe a 4, 3 or 4 out of 10. And honestly, it's going to depend on what else is happening. And I, it kind of stinks, because I feel like from the people, and I think you mentioned that you played the demo, like, it's not a bad game, but it's it's making your trailer work against you. Because they had a really easy job. It's very easy to get me involved. If you say your game's hard or it's Dark Souls-like, I'm generally in. And, like, so you have an easy job, and it's just not making my life easier. While there's, you know, games like um, Back for Blood, where I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to play a game like that. Saw the first trailer. I was like, nope, I got to play that day one. Like, that's coming to Game Pass. I'm going to play, and it's going to be great. From day one, like this trailer showed me exactly what I needed to do. I have a trailer that's pretty janky and didn't really put its best foot forward, but I'm still interested just because of the IP, and that's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Alex has legitimately verbally abused me regarding that game, where I'm like, I'm probably going to get it. And he's like, why? Like, it looks terrible. It looks unpopulated. It looks rough. And I'm like but it's an open world Pokemon game. So right now um, I get, I need another trailer. I feel like I'm going to get it because it's an open world Pokemon game. And if I didn't have that nostalgia for Pokemon, I don't know that I would based on the trailer. Cause it's really weak. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> would you say C? Oh, but however, you know, on the flip side, to make it a little bit more positive, um, I, which Alex also verbally berated me for, that when I first saw the trailer for Stray in the PlayStation State of Play last year, like, I have no idea what that game, like, I literally don't know. Do I play as a robot? Do I play as a cat? Don't know. But I saw that trailer and I was like, I'm in. I'm going to get it, that game and I'm going to want to play that game and I'm I'm excited. And Alex was like, why? You don't even know what this is. It's a cinematic trailer. Like, all you saw was a cat roaming a robotic world. And like, mm-hmm. it looks great. I'm in. Like, get me in here. Get me playing. You know? So, <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I guess, like, for me, I can be intrigued by the smallest things. And, however, um, the, the RxP pod will be the first to know if I abandon Stray with the newest gameplay trailer footage. So just watch out. I mean, that's why it ends up as a Stray in the first place. Oh, dang. It's went deep. And on that note of abandoned, I want to transition to the final part of the episode. 
And that is, so listeners out there, I don't know if you've heard of a little known indie game called Abandoned, but this is a first person survival horror game that is being published by Sony and being developed by a studio called Blue Box. And what's interesting about this uh, indie horror game is that they are releasing a application, so, you know, a console application for the PlayStation 5 in order for you to watch trailers for the game before its actual release. And so this brings me to the final point I want to make. So what Abandon is doing and the reason why they're making this app to show you trailers is because these trailers are going to be running in real time. So obviously being processed on the PS5 console itself. So this is saying this isn't pre-rendered, right? This isn't a video recording. It's running on the hardware in real time. And on top of that, it'll incorporate the features of the dual sense while you're watching the trailer. Mm. So it's like, as if you're playing the game, so you're going to have, you know, the haptic feedback, you're going to potentially have trigger, you know, interaction there. And so what I want to, you know, pose to my uh, co-host here is that, is this kind of like the evolution of trailers or is this kind of a weird gimmick that abandons doing? Like, do you think trailers kind of need to evolve in terms of how they're, I guess, advertising to would-be consumers? Or do you think this kind of traditional, hey, here are some scenes from the thing, from the product, and, you know, go watch it, go play it later. Is that just something that's tried and true? And also, can trailers be anything else like this abandoned trailer app? Or is this kind of the end of the line in terms of, like, innovation in the trailer space? I think... It's kind of cool. Like I, I like it, and a a big appeal for PlayStation Five over Series X right now is the DualSense. Like the DualSense is such a selling point, and so if you're trying to get PlayStation Five owners that want to play a new game, horror genre is a very niche group. Not a lot of people play it, and I feel like this gives them the best step of like, hey. Do you want to experience something great that's not just like visually great or sounds great, but like feels great? Um, I think that's cool, and I think it's because DualSense is such a big deal. I do. I would never expect Xbox to do this ever. Like I, I just don't think because they don't need to show that part of it. That's not a selling point. Um, and I feel like they're battling on two different battlefields. Um, but no, I, I think um, this is a good move. And I think it's interesting, at least. I'll definitely check it out, at least the trailer. I'm not a, <laughs> a big horror fan uh, to play because I don't do well with jump scares. Um, but this is a very, very side note. But when you said something about um, abandoned trailer and like kind of the schedule for the show, I was like, what is he talking about? So I Googled abandoned trailer <laughs> and watched this 2015 trailer from this movie called abandoned <laughs> was like this is so random of Alex. <laughs> but okay so i watched it twice so i'm very prepared for that trailer <laughs> what what is what is that? it's a horror <laughs> movie as well um i think it's 2015 oh. but um the trailer is actually really terrible because they basically spoil what's kind of like chasing them in this like museum-esque um but i was like what 
what's Alex doing? But I guess maybe he just feels really strongly about this movie I've never heard of before. So then when you were saying, oh, yeah, we'll talk about the abandoned <laughs> kind of like what the crazy stuff is with it. I was like, I've got the wrong thing. I did not prepare for this. <laughs> but now I'm on the same page and I think it's a good idea. So for, I just kind of want to take it back early in the episode when you were talking about Fear Street and you're like, it's not actually that scary. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I figured if you watched all three of them. Yeah, exactly. To be, like, for, you to t- for you to tell me that you watched those three horror movies, I was like, oh, they must have been horror adjacent. I um, watched or, them like, all at like 2 p.m. on Saturdays. <laughs> okay. So that helps. <laughs> um, and so in terms of Abandoned, I think... Listen, I'm all about consuming content, whether it's everything possible beforehand. So I, I think having that option for the people who are like me, mm-hmm. it's a great idea. That's that's my two cents about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm not so a big will, horror game person. So Will you be installing the app to watch those trailers and to no. feel the DualSense features? No. no. But you just no. said you're a consumer. Yeah. I, but the horror genre is not my jam, you know? Also, okay. I think that maybe the the DualSense interactive, interactability or interactiveness is would also kind of push people a little bit over the edge of like, I'm interested, but am I interested? I'm like, oh man, this seems like a whole experience. Like I got to get on board, you know? Like literally the Monster Hunter Stories 2 game i got on board because they advertised the demo for me and then i found out the demo is literally the beginning of the game so it let me trial the game and then i'm all in you know mm-hmm. it said oh if you want to experience more buy the game and i was like got it here nintendo take my money but yeah alex i'm not downloading the app and experiencing it because i'm i'm not into it not into horror Okay, so if you're not a consumer of this horror product, would you say that what Abandon's trying to do here is prosumer? Yes. Okay. And my co-host didn't laugh at my joke. It was very a stretch, (laughs) Alex. Not a consumer, but a prosumer. Maybe some listeners out there laughed at it. Who knows? Let me know if you laughed at it by writing in to the email rxp.podcast at gmail.com or writing in to our Twitter at rxp underscore podcast. Also write in to let us know, you know, what are your thoughts about trailers? Do you like trailers? Do you go, do you watch trailers at all? Do you watch all the trailers like Tiffany? Do you stop like me? You know, like where do you fall kind of on the scale of this? And until next time, take care. Tough crowd, Alex. I'm sorry. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.